Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Searching for players? Searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match. MatchHark. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to this Essex Alliance League roundup as we look at all the football action from the month of March. And we begin of course in our senior division and at the top of the table now are Brimsdown who sit top on 57 points, that's 7 points clear of their rivals uh, with 7 games to go of their season. But the chasing pack do have games in hand and that chasing pack begins with Woodford East who sit 7 points adrift but with a game in hand, 16 victories and 2 draws to their name but those 60 feats could prove costly as we move towards the last few games of the season. Just a point further back from Woodford are 3rd place FC Barese who have been there or thereabouts all season but have started to drop away recently, um, a draw in recent weeks against Petra Cub and to the leaders Brimsdown has seen them their progress curtailed somewhat. But they still have 8 games of their season left to try and resolve the situation. 15 victories and 4 draws from their 24 so far this year. Down in 4th place and the side with all the aces up their sleeve in many regards is Joloff Sports. Who have 5 and 6 games respectively in, in hand on the teams above them. With a 13 point deficit to try and make up. Of course if they were to win all those they would make themselves favourites for the title. But with a good 13 games still to play this year in just over a month. That's a lot of football to try and cram in. Down in 5th place, FC Petra Cub have really climbed the tables in recent weeks. Much on the back of their astonishing run to the final of the London Senior Trophy. Which they will play on Tuesday night on the 28th of January. They've moved up to 5th place with 13 wins to their name. Giving them 43 points with 9 games to go. Down in 6th place and with games in hand on a lot of the sides around them are Sporting Hackney. The Parrots sitting just uh, 7 points outside of the top 2 uh, with, with all those games still left to play. But again a busy end of the season could curtail their progress. Down in 7th place are May and Baker EC Reserves. Who on the whole will be pleased with their first season in the league. Uh, with, with 11 games still to go they sit in 7th which is uh, 7 points behind the nearest side above them with 11 victories and 3 draws, but they do also have games in hand on the teams around them. Lionwell Gardens have dropped away as the season's progressed on, but they do still sit in 8th place, comfortably in mid-table there with 10 victories and 4 draws from their 23 games. In recent weeks, it's been a good good time for Chadwell Heath Spartans, who have started to pick up some points and move into mid-table themselves, with nine wins and three draws to their name for the Spartans there, giving them a comfortable mid-table placing so far. And just behind them are 10th place friend for development, who have had uh, some interesting results, a bit, bit up and down you might say, a little bit inconsistent for the young side there, but eight victories from 22, they also sit comfortably away from any danger. Just below them are 11th place Kit Out London who have 25 points accrued from 7 victories and 4 draws. And you'd probably say they're just about safe but maybe not quite mathematically as are the same with Oakside who are 12th with 24 points but with a game in hand on the sides above with 7 victories to their name. 
the in 13th place and sitting just above the relegation zone, two points above in fact, but with two and three games in hand on the sides around them are Dagenham United. Four victories, eight draws and just the eight defeats. The, the, the lowest number of uh, defeats for anybody in below the top seven. And in 14th place are Walthamstow Reserves, who have had a real difficult time of it in recent weeks, and they've slipped into the relegation zone for the first time this season. Five victories and three draws to their name, but not a lot of points in recent weeks as they are starting to move down the table. And they're just a point ahead of their local rivals, in fact, Crooks United, who sit 15th with four victories and five draws to their name. Um, they have nine games to go in their season to try and inch their safe uh, inch themselves to safety and that's the same number of points as rapid chingford 17 who also have that number through five victories and two draws but their issue is that games are running out they've only got the six games left in their season of course that is still a great number of points but they will need to convert at least half of those into victories you would imagine to try and steer clear of danger and the one side that looks as though they'll be dropping out of the division although do have lots of games in hand still are blue marlin but they do sit nine points adrift of everybody else at the moment at the bottom of the table. Just two wins and two draws for the, the uh, fair lot base side there. We move on now into the Premier Division East. And what a battle is forming here. The top two at the top of the table are Underscore United and Chingford Athletic. Both unbeaten. Um, both on 36 points. Uh, Chingford do have a game in hand on their rivals there. Um, but this is a battle for the title that could go all the way to the very end of the season. In third place are Waltham Abbey A, who sit eight points back from the, the, the top two sides there. Eight victories to their name from 11 games, um, but only 10 goals conceded. A very good side defensively, um, which has kept them in the mix. And down in fourth place are Averley under 23s, who have finally started to catch up on their games. And they do still have three games in hand on the team above them, which if they were to win that, they would apply some pressure at least. Onto those promotion places, they sit fourth at the moment with seven victories and two draws from their 11. That's a point ahead of fifth place Fairlock Rovers, who have 22 points, a point less than Averley, um, six victories and a draw for the side based in Hainal. Just below them, also on 22 points, are one of the sides who were at the top of the table for a lot of the season. RCX side, though, have games running out now. They sit sixth, although comfortably, um, seven victories and a draw. They, in fact, are eight points ahead of the next best side and london park city are in seventh they have 14 points and just about safe for this season four victories and two draws seeing them um, end the season in some positive fashion and that's the same number of points as Wapping, who sit eighth with 14 points themselves also with four victories and two draws that latest victory actually coming against the side um, placed much higher in the table and the two sides who sit in the bottom two as things stand, Barkingside under 23s who have a lot of games left to play, seven of them in fact, they sit nine points adrift of safety at this point with just the one league win to their name and two draws. Bottom of the table are uh, Freetown who have three points to their name but have picked up their form in recent weeks, that one victory giving them those three points but time very much running out for the side uh, based in Walthamstow. We move on now into the Premier Division West. And a, a very intriguing title battle is, is raging here also. It's Priory Park Rangers who sit top of the table and have actually now finished their league programme for the year. They have played 18 games and won 12 of those in four draws, seeing them on to 40 points. 
And that's set a clear target for the chasing sides, which is led very much so by CSM London, who are seven points behind the leaders Rangers, um, but do have six games in hand to try and overturn that deficit with 11 victories out of 12, just one defeat so far this year and having only conceded eight goals as well. And a couple of further points further back are AEK London, who could still um, move above CSM, but very much unlikely given the number of games remaining this year. They have uh, 31 points from their 16 games, four wins, sorry, nine wins and four draws for the side sitting in third place. And down in fourth place, uh, a little bit of a gap there of nine points down to North East Lions, who have three games in hand, so could. Uh, catch AEK were they to win all of those and overturn the goal difference. Seven victories and a draw and a much improved second half of the season for Lions. Down in fifth place are London Cranes uh, with 22 points, the same as North East Lions, but from a game more, six victories and four draws to their name, the side from East London. Down in sixth place, Leighton City, one game left in their season. They sit on 18 points and now pretty much safe from the drop, you would probably say, though one more win would, would, would certainly make mathematical sense. Uh, five victories and three draws from 17. And also good goal scorers, the second highest goal scorers in the division with 47 goals for a side based in the lower mid-table. Just behind them by a point are Seoul in 7th place who also have games in hand. 5 left to play so 4 games in hand over the sides around them. 4 victories and 5 draws seeing them sitting comfortably in 7th. There's a bit of a gap then down to 8th place G7 who with 2 games of their season left will need to win both of those to move above Seoul and hope obviously that other results go their way. Just 3 victories and 3 draws to their name the side based at Victoria Park. Down in ninth place, and Athletic Newham under 23s sit a point behind G7 and with a game in hand. So the danger is very much with G7 here. If they weren't to pick up any more points, they could be caught by the side who were, at much, for much of the season, sitting bottom of the table. But three victories and two draws now to their name, a much improved second half of the campaign. And the only side relegated for sure so far is 10th place Wanstead, who have now completed their 18 games for the season. Two victories and two draws, giving them just the eight points as they look to rebuild in the new season. We move on now, of course, into Division 1 and another great battle forming here. All of the divisions very, very close so far, apart, apart from one which we'll come on to very shortly. And at top of the table is Newham Wanderers. Well, they sit on 34 points, which is six points clear of the rest of the sides in the league. But the problem is they only have one game left. Um, but 11 victories and one draw, you would have thought, would be enough to win this division. But in second place, and with four games in hand, so that points difference could be made up with those games that they have left over, is something from nothing. Who have nine victories and one draw, and no def and just one defeat, and only 12 goals conceded, which is an excellent record. Um, for the side base that wants to flat. So with those games in hand, they could prove vital. And another side who aren't far behind either are Unity, who are two points behind something from nothing, but they do have four games left to play, so they could still be well in the mix for a promotion place if they were to win all of those eight victories and two draws there for the side playing out of Rodin Valley. Down in fourth place, Redbridge Community have been up in the promotion places for a number of weeks this season, but in recent times they have just dropped off the pace slightly with a couple of defeats to their name. 25 points, so a very good return for the side um, who are hopefully looking to, to progress up the ladder. Down in fifth place, an old Estamians with two games left of their campaign sit right in the middle of the table in fifth. Six victories, one draw and six defeats. 
in a largely inconsistent season with some good wins amongst those, but also some poor results too. They sit on 19 points. A point behind them are Eagles football on uh, in sixth place, having played a game more than oldies, have four victories and three draws, giving them one game left in their season um, to, to try and move into the top half. Down in seventh place are Atoll, who, who have moved off the bottom in recent weeks. They're sitting just above the relegation zone uh, with three victories and two draws. One game in their season left, and they will need to win that to assure themselves of staying in the division for this season. Which is a great, con which is a, a poor outcome in many ways, considering they have actually reached the cup final this year, uh, which shows you what the potential decide is. Now, down in eighth place are Renegades, who have finished their league fixtures. Um, and so are hoping now for other things to go their way. Three victories and three draws sees them finish on just nine points for the campaign. Um, and they that will be two points short of where Atoll currently are. And ninth place, Kwanzaa Sports, sit bottom of the table by a point um, from Renegades, but could finish above both of the sides above them if they were to win both games remaining. But that is a tough ask, considering that Kwanzaa have so far only won two games uh, in this season and added that to two draws too. But you never know. Now on into Division 2. And in this one, Snaresbrook are still the leaders. They have been for most of the season. And their their perfect record continues. The highest ranked side, in fact, in Essex with, with a perfect record. 13 wins from 13 games played. Five games left of their season. Can they, first of all, obviously, of course, win the league. But secondly, could they go? 100% record all season. 50 goals scored and just five conceded. An incredible uh, effort from the side there based in uh, Wanstead. Five points behind Snaresbrook, so with a little bit of a shout still, are Rain and Phoenix, who will play them in the semi-final, in fact, in coming weeks. They sit, uh, just as I say, five points adrift. They'll need to beat Snaresbrook in, in, in the remaining game they have between the two to try and assert any kind of um, danger on them. 11 victories and a draw, just two defeats for the side based over in Raynham. Five points further back from those sides are Woodford East Reserves, whose second half of the season has been a good one, uh, having moved up, up the ranks in recent weeks. They sit third at the moment with nine victories to their name from 15, but six defeats is going to be the killer for them uh, in, to, to their promotion hopes. Three points behind Woodford East are Royal Forest, who actually played Woodford East at the weekend. Uh, and that is a similar story, really, for their season. Eight victories and seven defeats. Uh, an, indifference, an indifferent season very much for Royal Forest. But the highest scorers in the division, in fact, with 64 goals in 15 games. That's quite some record. Um, but also 45 conceded. Down in fifth place are uh, FC Berets under 23s, who could move above both of those teams with a game in hand here. Eight victories to them, but also six defeats. Has seen them very much drop away from the promotion picture. Three points further back from Baresi are sixth place Old Barcabians, who have seven victories and seven defeats. Uh, a mirror image again, uh, and another inconsistent side there, who obviously on their day can win games, but they have lost probably too many now to be considered a promotion contender. But then there's a bit of a gap down to the sides in the bottom four as things stand. Chapel Heath Spartans reserves have a cup semi-final to look forward to in coming weeks. But their league form has been a little bit patchy throughout the season. 15 games, 5 victories and 1 draw and 9 defeats for the side based at Hainault. And on the same on the same points, but a slightly worse off goal difference, are Lymore Gardens reserves, who do have a game in hand over Spartans and could move above them, therefore, if they were to take at least a point from that. Five victories and a draw themselves from 14. And the two sides at the bottom of the table 
Uh, begin with Redbridge Community Reserves, who have just six points, although three of those were accrued at the weekend just gone, to give them a real lifeline to try and avoid the drop. They do have six games in hand, um, six games left, sorry, for, for their season, which if they were to win the majority of those, it could put some pressure on the two sides sitting above them. But it's bad news for bottom of the table Barking Potters, who are now unable to, to stay up in this division. No wins so far this, this year, just the one draw giving them a single point. But they are cup semi-finalists, would you believe? Um, and that will give them some real hope. Uh, they're 90 minutes away from a big showpiece occasion. We move on now into Division 3. And, and the champions here have been announced. Newbury East are the champions of Division 3 for this season. Um, but their end of season form, having now completed their full set of 20 fixtures, hasn't been too great. Um, in fact, they've lost their last two league games played, both against the same opponents. Uh, Flyers under 21s, the side there to, to take the points off their side. Well, they sit on 49 points as their finishing total with 15 wins, a draw and four defeats. The race for, for promotion is probably very much in the hands of Jello Sports Reserves, but things aren't quite as clear as that. They do sit in second place with 36 points to their name, with two games of their season remaining. But there are some sides who can catch them, and the first of those is Frenford A, who, from the same number of games, have 33 points. So they're just three points behind Joloff Sports with two games of the season left. So they will need, of course, Joloff to drop points in their remaining games and for both games to be won. Uh, another side who can catch them and very much in the same boat are Glendale in uh, fourth place there with eight victories and two draws from their 18 games played. Again, they will need to win both games and hope that Joloff uh, don't pick up any points in their remaining fixtures. Down in fifth place are Melbourne Sports, who have just the one game left, but it's been an interesting end to the season. Um, they've got 11 victories under their belt now. Uh, a real turnaround in form towards the back end of the season. Sees them finishing probably in the top half now, as things stand. But down in sixth place, and the side who, who could still catch um, a, a, a top two position are Flyers under 21s. They've got the games in hand here. They've got um, they've played 15 and won 9 of their 15, giving them 27 points, meaning there are still 15 points on the board for them. So it will mean they'll probably have to win most of those remaining games and obviously hope that Joloff don't pick up their um, points from their remaining two. But you never know, and goal difference here could be a factor um, with Flyers needing to make up a fair bit of goal difference. Um, Chingford Harriers, who were the long-time leaders of this division for, for some time at the start of the season, are sitting in 7th place with 6 victories and 3 draws to their name with 2 games left of their season, which has slightly petered out towards the end. There's a big gap then of 12 points, in fact, down to 8th place Buckhurst Way, who have picked up 4 wins and 3 draws to their name this season. They have 15 points with 3 games of the season left, but they are still involved in the cup competitions. Down in ninth place are Dagenham United Reserves, who are a point further back on 14. Um, they they have two games of their season left, but are still a little bit in danger as things stand. Not from 10th place Romford under-21s, who have actually finished their season now, and will finish in a bottom two position, having picked up 13 points from 20, four wins and a draw. But it's bottom of the table football club of Riverside, who pose the threat to the sides above. Their inspired form in recent weeks has seen them make the, the uh, cup semi-final and pick up their league form. Uh, though they do currently only have the eight points in the league so far with two victories and two draws. 
we move on now into Division 4. And this one's also been wrapped up as Romford Under-19s won the league title last weekend to secure their first honours in open-age football. Their finishing record of 16 games, 13 wins, 2 draws, just the one defeat, which came actually in their penultimate game, which delayed them winning the league title by a week at least. They finish on 41 points. But the race for promotion is very much still on. It's currently held by Collier Row Wills, who sits second with 11 wins and 3 draws from 16, giving them 36 points. And in fact, the best, um, best defensive record in the division with just 14 goals conceded. Um, but that's only two points ahead of Fairlock Rovers reserves who do have one game of their season remaining. And if they were to win that, they can pip Collier Road to the, uh, the, the second spot there. They have 11 wins and a draw from 15 and two points to make up in their remaining game. In fourth place, uh, West Essex under 23s. A little bit of surge of form towards the end of the season there for the side based in East London. Six victories and two draws. And they'll hope to hang on to that position Albeit, they will have to hope that Avondale Rangers don't pick up any points from their remaining games. Um, they have two games in hand on West Essex. Six victories also giving them 18 points. And that's a point ahead of Old Estamian's reserves, who could still move into the top four with one game left if they were to win that one game. Five victories and two draws, but their goal difference much healthier than the sides around them, which could see them snatch a top four place. Uh, Flyers under 23s have two games left of their season, five victories to their name, giving them 15 points. If they were to win both of those games, they could also break into the top four. Now, uh, the bottom bottom of two as things stand this year, uh, Emerson and Upminster Reserves uh, will most likely um, finish in that position at the end of the season. They could still catch 7th place Flyers under 23s if they were to win their remaining game and obviously Flyers were to not pick up any points in their remaining fixtures. And that's because of the goal difference factor. And bottom of the table, Newham and Havering Borough, they will finish in ninth place this year. Just the one win and two draws in a largely disappointing season for the Division 4 side. And that brings to a close our report of the March uh, football action. The only other news to bring you is details of our, our cup finals for this season as we recently announced the dates for all of our finals which will begin on Saturday the 29th of April at Billericay Town followed by finals on the 6th of May, the 18th of May, the 20th of May at Dagenham and Redbridge where we have a number of Saturday Cup finals and we'll round the season off with a Fenton Cup and Fenton Trophy double at Billericay Town on Saturday the 27th of May and our last game of the season will be on Monday the 29th of May on the bank holiday for the Premier Division playoff between the East and the West Premier Division champions. We look forward to bringing you more coverage next month. Bye for now. This is Andrew Gidley with the NRG Kent Canterbury League Roundup, starting with the results. In the Premier Division, Bromleyans 1, Hawkins 1, Fleetdown 1, Stansfield 0, Hawes 0, Red Velvet 2, Idehill 1, Peckham Town 1, Minster 0, Chipstead 1, New Romney 1, Borden Village 0, Oxford United 2, Tenterden Town 0, Tenenby 0, Kings Hill 2. Division 1 Central and East, Greenways Aces 1, Woodnesborough 0, Gurunanic 5, Sturry 1. Hollands and Blair Reserves 4, Whitstable Town Reserves 0. K-Sports Reserves 1, Rustle Reserves 6. Division 1 West, Brighton Ropes Reserves 2, Metrogas 2. Club Langley 3, Craven Arrows 1. 
Crockenhill 2, Long Lane 10, Sporting Club 10, Drink Reserves 2, Belvedere 1. Division 2, Central and East, Cuxon 91, Reserves 1, Aylesford 1. Division 2, West, Bexley Reserves 1, Farm Royal Boys Guild 2, Parkwood Rangers 1, Bromleyans Reserves 0, Stansford R&B Reserves 0, Fleetdown Reserves 2. Division 3, Central and East, Chillum 3, Paddockwood 1, Larkford Reserves 0, Charing 4, Lennon Wanderers 0, Kingshill Reserves 5, that match played at Kingshill, and Locomotive Canterbury 1, Selinge 2. Division 3, All-Star 1, Hawes Reserves 4, Metrogas Reserves 2, Dartford Celtic 1. In the Les Lakey Cup semi-final, Sinkports 2, AFC Rangers 3, after extra time. In the Kent Junior Cup Group A semi-final, Falkenwood 0, Orpington 1. And in the London Junior Cup semi-final, Goldfingers 3, AMG Ballers 1. In the Vets Cup quarter-final, Ancorians Albion 0, Woodcombe Sports and Social 3. And in the Vets matches in Division 1, Aylesford 3, Ancorians Rovers 1, New Ash Green 1, Fox 0. And in Division 2, Larkford and New Hyde Wanderers 3, Rubicon Vets 3. Now on to the weekend review and the race for the uh, Premier Division title takes more twists and turns after another weekend's action. Leaders Minster slipped up at home to third place Gypsied. Red Velvet cut the gap to two points, 2-0 winners at Halls, while Borden Village's unbeaten run ended in defeat at New Romney. Chris Stedman's third goal of the season saw Gypsied win 1-0 at Minster, the leaders' fourth defeat in five games. Chipsy goalkeeper Justin Lee saved a second-half penalty on the way to a seventh-away win of the season, matching the record of the two clubs above them in the table. All very tight at the top then, with only nine points covering the top six clubs. James Dyer and Cameron McMillan were on target for Red Velvet Halls, both late on, with New Romney visiting this weekend. Games against Chipstead and Minster also to come next month. Warren Smith's second-half goal, his ninth of the season, saw New Romney home against uh, Borden Village, only their second defeat in the last ten. They've got games against Minster, the return against New Romney and Chipsied all to come, but next up is the Interregional Challenge Cup semi-final at home to Ide Hill this weekend. Luke Roscoe earned fleet down, victory over Stansford OMB. Luke Reeve netted as Hawkins Town, drew 1-1 at Bromleyans. Nathan Quilty scoring for the hosts. David Gable grabbed a late point for Peckham Town in their 1-1 draw at Ide Hill after Tom Goodale's opener. Important points at the bottom, Jack Hislop and Rob Miles clinched Kings Hill the points 2-0 at 10MB, while Stephen Kerman and Dom Elliott capped back-to-back home wins for Oxford United, beating Tenton 2-0. In Division 1, Central and East, Callum Coombs made it four in three games with a winner against Woodnesborough. Sam Shotamandi and Ben Boodle scored twice in big wins for Guru Nanak and Rustle Reserves, respectively. And three second-half goals earned Blair Reserves, a 4-0 win over Whitstable Town Reserves. In Division 1 West, Club Langley's Nikos Spencer received the MOM Western Section Award for February. Then saw two-goal Shamar Kelvert score in the first minute on the way to a 3-1 win over Craven Arrows. Daniel Probertz and Junior Amusen both scored hat-tricks as Long Lane chalked up a big win at Crockenhill. In Division 2 West, George Smith's first-half winner against Bromley Ends Reserves made it five wins out of six for Parkwood Rangers as they closed the gap on leaders Falkenwood to a point. 
Ryan Dunningham and George Warner both scored as Fleet Down United Reserves won 2-0 at Stansfield Reserves, their third. Division 3 Central and East saw Nathan McNally net on his debut as leaders Chillen won 3-1 against Paddock Wood. Max Stanton-Gleaves hit four as Kinghill Reserves won an away game 5-0 against Lennon Wanderers, a match they hosted incidentally. And Mo Alley and Ashley Boyd were on target as Selinge won 2-1 to derail Locomotive Canterbury's recent good run. In Division 3 West, Harry Amici's hat-trick saw Hall's official home 4-1 at All-Stars to close the gap on leaders AMG Ballers to three points. The two are due to meet in the final game on April 29th. Eight wins in a row now for Metrogas Reserves, 2-1 winners against Dartford Celtic. In the Cups, Orbinton won 1-0 at Falkenwood to reach the Kent Junior Cup Group A final. They now meet Littlebourne on May the 20th. AFC Rangers won 3-2 after extra time at St Ports in the Les Leckie semi-final. Carl Eastwood with the winner there. They led 2-0 at half-time and will meet Cucks 91 in the final. That's the Cucks 91 reserves, incidentally. And in the London Junior Cup, AMG Baller's great run in the competition ended with a 3-1 defeat against Goldfingers at Chiswick. The club now turn their attention to winning the Division 3 title in their first season in the competition. Well, the month of April beckons, so as usual, at the end of each month, we uh, chronicle the top and bottom places in the Kent County League. All very tight at the top of the Premier Division. Minster still lead, despite a recent poor run, 49 points in 24 games. Two ahead of Red Velvet, who have a game in hand, and five clear of Chipstead, who played the same number of games, 24. At the bottom, 10 MB, 7 from 24, Oxford United, 13 from 22, and Bromleyans, 15 from 23. They're nine behind Tenterton Town, who have two games in hand on them, and five on the team immediately above them, Kings Hill. In Division 1, Central and East, Ashford again without a game at the weekend because of the weather, the only uh, postponement in the league programme. They still top the table, 48 points from 19 games played. Snodden Town Reserve second, 37 from 17, and Greenway's Aces third, 37 from 20. At the bottom, Whitstable Town Reserves, 14 from 21, Rochester City, 15 from 21, and K-Sports Reserves, 16 from 19. In Division 1 West, Bexley lead the way, 48 points from 21 games, five ahead of Welling Park, with Long Lane third now, with 39 from 18. At the bottom, Crockenhill, two from 19, Belvedere, 9 from 22, and South East Athletic, uh, with two recent wins behind them, 9 from 20. In Division 2, Central and East, well, Dealtown Reserves are champions, uh, but uh, the shouting hasn't uh, started yet. They lead the table with 48 points from 16 games played. Sittingbourne Reserves, second, 27 from 17, and Tenton Town Reserves, third, 25 from 15. At the bottom, Lidtown Reserve still looking for their first point in uh, 13 games. Tankerton 9 from 17 and St Port's 13 from 14. In Division 2 West, Falkenwood uh, lead the way. 31 points from 13 games played. Still unbeaten, 9 wins and 4 draws. Parkwood Rangers 2nd, 30 from 14. And Fleetdown United Reserves 3rd, 28 from 17. At the bottom, Dulwich Village 5 from 16, Bromleyans Reserves 14 from 15 and Stansford OMB Reserves 14 from 14. In Division 3 Central East, Chillum topped the table, 44 points from 20 games played. They have a three-point advantage over Kingshill Reserves, 41 from 20, 
with Selling's third, 40 from 20. At the bottom, Lennon Wanderers, 5 from 16. Sinkport's reserves, 7 from 19. And Larkley Newhithe reserves, 18 from 19. Finally in Division 3 West, AMG Ballers hit the table, 33 from 13. Hall's reserves, 30 from 13. Metric ass on a great one, eight wins in a row, 24 from 14, having started the season so poorly. At the bottom end of the table, AFC Lewisham bottom, 3 from 13. Long Lane reserves, 7 from 15. And Oxford United reserves, 8 from 15. Looking at the leading goalscorers in the County League now, at the end of uh, March, Kelechi Igisiniu of AMG Ballers, now of course playing for Reims in France, still tops the standing, 31 from 10. Ashley Boyd's moved into second place following his recent six-goal uh, salvo, 29 from 25. Dan Bransbury of Paddock Wood, 21 from 16. Roy Godden of New Romney leads the Premier Division uh, standings, 20 from 25. Corey Spencer of Bexley, 20 from 17. Anthony Tyre Welling Park, 20 from 22. Edie Borges of uh, Dance and Sports, 19 from 14. Max Stanton Gleaves after that uh, four goals at the weekend, 18 from 20. James Bayford of Halls, 17 from 26. And Ryan Golding of Halls, 10th in the standings, 17 from 13. Welcome back for your latest roundup of the Southern Veterans Football League, part of the Silk Grassroots podcast. Let's kick off straight away with the results for Saturday, the 25th of March. Um, now, weather did have an impact but it looks like there was still a fair amount of games that were were played so straight into division one johnson and phillips um four glebe four um leone stars three lsu masters six and in a what should we say controversial um now some context around this metro gas charcoal um, was given as an away walkover um, after the game was played. So the the information that I have received and been informed of and told um, little bits of were that Metrogas actually won the game. But then Charcoal complained that Metrogas had played someone that either wasn't registered, like basically was a ringer, hadn't been registered properly, or, or for whatever reason, was not on their their list or team sheet. So Charcoal then got given the game after basically losing. So um, yeah, that that seems a little bit funny, should we say? Because I saw an interview from Sugar TV and um, Sugar, I think, is that independent um, with the manager of Charcoal. And James, I think, and um, it was actually last week, and he was saying he wants to play everyone's best teams, and you know he doesn't want to play against teams with only, you know, nine or ten players. Wants to, you know, play against everyone's strongest teams and whatnot. Um, and lo and behold, when it when it doesn't pan out for him, they still manage to get away with it. Um, so yeah, Metro Gas have played someone that wasn't registered for them or or that that's a bit daft but you know depending on who he was and how good he was you know as he just ripped the whole of charcoal to bits 
was he like 15 or something um yeah just a little bit shit really in it but um and away walk over give them to charcoal after they um supposedly lost the game but so i've only been given that from other people third parties um so i don't don't know how true all of it is um but yeah so be it um div two catford wanderers um yeah this is probably the game of the day i was thinking catford wanderers versus hollington both near the top fighting for promotion into division one catford wanderers two hollington nil um now, I have seen some bits on social media from the Hollington lot um, and some Catford Wanderers social media that there was a um, few penalty claims, should we say. I think Hollington reckon they should have had three penalties. I've actually seen one of the clips and there's never a penalty. If anything, the guy should be booked for diving. Blatant. Like, <laughs> embarrassing, really. Um, he's kicked it back to the keeper. Don't know what he's trying to do, like trying to go wide to go round him or something. He's actually kicked it to the keeper and then sort of thrown himself to the floor. Um, and the keeper's about 10 yards away from him. Um, so, yeah, that was a bit bit embarrassing, really. Um, other two I haven't seen. I've only heard one of them because um, they were commentating on it but not actually showing the footage. So, um, yeah, they didn't seem to be going mad for it. So, more in a hope than anything else I would suggest. Um, right, Parkwood Rangers nil, Seagas one, Wallingham four, FC Kawuya one, um, Inter Division three, Groundhoppers two, SPF Athletic three. That was gonna, that was one I was thinking was gonna be a good game as well. Um, and SPF Athletic have, have come out on top of that one, so I believe it was one or what half time as well in that. So Groundhoppers are kind of a bit up and down at the minute after starting so strongly this season. And, and to be fair, I think there's me thinking that they were going to be, you know, very good candidates for promotion again. But they just seem to have been a little bit hit and miss recently. Um, still in Division 3, New Park 2007, Fleet Down United 1. Into Div 4, Mullingham B3, Swanscombe Tigers 0. Cudham United versus Croy Gasphoenix. It's Cudham United 5. This is Division 5, sorry. Cudham United 5. Croy Gasphoenix 1. Sporting Croydon 6. Catford Wanderers Old Boys 3. That's a strange one. Catford Wanderers Old Boys have hit the slips. You know, they've they've been hit the skids recently. They've literally, the last couple of games, they've, they've not picked up a victory when... All they were doing was romping teams week in, week out um, and, and flying towards the top of the table. So they seem to have just gone off the boil you know, a crucial part of the season, really, coming into the end. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure they'll want to get their title um, charge back on back on the road because they seem to have gone off the boil recently. Um, but, you know, congratulations to Sporting Croydon who have convincing winners there. Into Division 6, AFC Greencourt 3, Hoovets Red 3, Bromleyans B4, Stade Green Knights 1, LSU Old Boys 1, Orpington 4, Old Peppies First 11 7, Sporting Club Thamesmead 0. Convincing win for Old Peppies. Um, still in 
Div 6, Wall and M Super Vets 1, Greenways Aces 4. Into Division 7, Old Peppies, 2nd 11, 1, Rustlers 6, Seymour Villa 3, LSU Super Vets 0, Wellen Park 3, Petswood Seniors 1, and last result of the weekend on um, Saturday in the Cup. Um, so this was in the SVFL Junior Cup. And it was Bromley 3, Borden Sports 3. But it doesn't say if anyone won or went to penalties. Like an extra time. So did it go to extra time? Did it go to penalties? It doesn't tell me a thing. So I can't believe we're doing replays, are we? Are we doing replays nowadays? Oh, sorry. I've just managed to refresh it. And the penalties result was on a different page. So let's have a... Right. Bromley 3, Borden Sports 3... At the end of the match, penalties four two to Bromley. So congratulations, Bromley. Um, Borden Sports crashing out. Um, surprised. I thought Borden Sports would would win that one. To be fair. Um, right. Let's look at the fixtures for what's this Saturday, first of April, I think. Right. In Division 1, just a one-league fixture. Sporting Santos versus New Park. Into Division 2. LSU Legends versus Hollington. Seagas versus Norwood Lakers. Into Division 3. Just a one-league fixture in Div 3. New Park 2000 versus Bromley FC. New Park. Had a good win last week and Bromley won on penalties, so two teams in form. Borden Sports into Division 4. Borden Sports looking to put that defeat to Bromley behind them um, back into league action where they're still unbeaten. Um, so they're Borden Sports versus Hayden Youth Association and Warren Athletic versus Swanscombe Tigers are your Division 4 league fixtures. Um, Div, Div 5. Catford Wanderers Old Boys versus Sporting Croydon. Um, yeah, so Catford Wanderers want to get their league results turned around after the last couple of losses um, to try and get themselves marching back towards Division 4. Um, so that'll be a good one to see the result because I think Sporting Croydon had a good win last week as well. Um, right, Chips did. Actually, yeah, Chips did. Versus Seven Oaks Town. Croy Gas Phoenix versus LSU Seniors. Inter Division 6. Who Vets Red versus Orpington. Slade Green Knights versus Bromleyans B. Sporting Club Thamesmead versus Longlands Athletic. And Warlingham Super Vets versus Old Peppies. First 11. Inter Division 7. Just a one league fixture in that. Is Seymour Villa versus Southeast Athletic second eleven. Now some cup matches. Um, Chairman's Cup: Cullum United versus LSU Old Boys. 
in the SVFL Senior Cup. Oh, the big one. Independent versus Charcoal. Um, we'll see if there's been any banter this week in the um, on social media, Instagram and, and the like. Um, there generally is between these two. So we'll keep uh, keep our eyes peeled on the social medias this week to see if there's any um, any banter going along in the lead up to this one. Um, in again in the SVFL Senior Cup, Wallingham A versus LSU Masters, and in I have no idea. Oh, hold on. The other fixture. This is yeah. I think this is the cup final from last year that did not get played. Um, and it's Groundhoppers versus FC Kawuya. So I'm pretty sure this is the cup game that got suspended last year. The cup final based on um, uh, Hollington putting in two appeals um, against FC Kawuya playing underage players or ineligible players, which clearly been binned off um but it's taken that long and the final is um due to be played this weekend so groundhoppers versus fc kawuya crofton country club in the final delayed final from last year i can't remember what cup it is um but yeah um good luck to both those teams then um and that is all your fixtures not many um in the in the list there for this this coming Saturday the 1st of April but good luck to all teams in your league and your cups respectively and a special good luck to both the Groundhoppers and FC Kuruya who are playing their delayed final from last season um, yeah look forward to, to seeing all the results um, from this weekend's football and um, we'll catch up again next week thanks for listening Searching for players, searching for clubs? Find players and clubs near you right now on MatchHark. Playing football could never be easier. Download MatchHark on Google Play or visit our website at matchhark.com. Truly a great match, MatchHark. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.